Um, nope. And one more thing before that. If you listen to this podcast, come to My Time Fitness. There's no enrollment fees, no startup fees. Come on in and get you signed up. All right, I'm going to put that at the front, similar to what I did last time. That way that it's personal. Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of the Performance Group Podcast. My name is Sean Kirby, and I am your host as always. In today's episode, we sit down with Stephen and Amanda Landrum, the Landrums own My Time Fitness here in Pendleton. They are new owners. They've owned it now since February of 2019. They've gone through a lot of hardships, a lot of amazing struggles and amazing moments with some amazing people. The community really wrapped their arms around them during this COVID-19 crisis. During this conversation, you really get to know more about them, their past, and their future. And I really think you guys are going to like this episode. Okay. You guys ready? Hello? Hello, hello? Right there, it says your name. You see it? If you actually, if you look at this screen, it's like already on the screen, but it's on the video. Okay. Yeah, how about that? <laughs> Slick Rick, but I don't know. Came with my own light. <laughs> there we go. All right. So, welcome, My Time Fitness, Amanda, Stephen, the Landrums. Um, it's taken us a little bit of time to get you in here. I do appreciate you coming in in the afternoon to sit down and talk to me and talk to the hundreds of thousands of people at home listening to this. Um, Similar to the ones we've done in the past on the Performance Group Podcast, we're going to talk about your journey to entrepreneurship and just like any other journey in the world, it starts somewhere. So let's go ahead and today you guys are co-owners of My Time Fitness here in Pendleton. You guys have owned it for... It was a year in February. A year in February. Mm-hmm. So still new ownership. Still Now you've got one year under your belt. Yeah. Um, how did you get to the point where you guys even were like, yeah, let's buy a gym? Mm-hmm. What? When did you guys go? How did, so you guys, first off, back, back, back. This is on me. You're from Florida. Yes. You're from here originally. Yeah. Let's take this all the way back to how did you guys meet? <laughs> Truly. We met on the beach in Fort Myers. And you, you were on vacation? Actually, I went, no, I, uh, I didn't have a job at that time. I was 22. I had family that lived down in Cape Coral, and I just kind of just went on a limb and just went down there. They let me stay there for a little bit. Went to Fort Myers Beach, stayed, and I actually had my brother flown down at that weekend. So we stayed at the Lonnie Kai, which is ever, it's pretty known for Fort Myers Beach. Um, and we were at a restaurant down there. And when we were eating at the restaurant, she actually approached me for that. Oh. I did. So out of my character. Really? Slid in my number, and the rest is history. What year was that? (laughs) That was in 2009. 2009, and you went up to him first? I did. What made you do that? What struck you about Steven? What truly? Okay. We're all wondering. What in the world? (laughs) No, what what made you choose Steven? I was bartending with my best friend, and I told my best friend, do you see that guy down there with the tattoos? That's going to be my next boyfriend. No way. And would you know? That's the most confident thing I've ever heard. <laughs> Very confident. Could you imagine roles reversed? It would never work. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So then... So then we met and got married and had... Reagan that fast? Well, 
Slow it down. So we got married in August of 2010. Okay, you guys started dating. You still lived down there the entire time, or well, uh, the thing was, I wasn't. I wasn't down there to move. Okay, I was down there just to kind of figure out what I was going to do. Yeah, where I was going to take it. Yep. Uh, I was always been in the heating and uh, cooling industry. Uh, see if we can get something going on down there, and actually, it ended up working out. So once we uh, started dating and stuff, I was like, all right, I'm gonna stay. Uh, we moved in together, uh, and then I ended up finding a job down there doing heating and cooling. Then we ended up getting married. And then uh, shortly after getting married, she became pregnant with Reagan as her firstborn. Mm-hmm. And I think it was roughly a year after that we kind of decided. She was a year and a half when we moved up here. Yeah, it was right after her first birthday. Um, is kind of we sat down and kind of figured out, you know, it's pretty expensive to live down in Florida where we want to be and everything like that. And we had a lot more help up towards yeah. Indiana at the same time. So we just kind of took the leap and just came back. Uh, we stayed with my parents for a little bit, and we ended up finding our first house. Uh, and after that, man, I'm going to be honest, uh, the heating and cooling business up here did great. Uh, I advanced pretty high. Um, and as you can see, she was able to stay home and be a mom. Mm-hmm. That's the stuff I wanted you know, to be able to have. In Florida, we couldn't have that. Yeah. So. Once we got here in um, 2012, we moved up here in October 2012, my first winner was... Yeah. <laughs> it was the winter where there was like literally a blizzard. <laughs> and um, I didn't know anybody. And so Bethany actually yeah. said, hey, why don't you get a job at this gym with me? And so I started working there in March of 2013. How'd you meet Bethany? So Bethany, for everybody listening and the people that don't know, because I can't get Bethany on. She won't come on this. I asked. <laughs> she goes, well, why do I need to be it? I was like, because I asked. She goes, no. It's all right. Fine. Whatever. Um. Bethany is our director of first impressions, as my dad likes to call her. She's pretty much our flight coordinator, so she makes sure we all do exactly what we're supposed to do. If it wasn't for her, we'd end up in every other direction. Perfect job for her. Exactly, right? <laughs> She's bossy that way. Don't, don't, she doesn't listen to any, so she, she won't know. Um, Bethany's the best. Bethany's been here officially five years. Um, I gave her a balloon today because I realized it. So she's been here five years, and you were best friends with Adam Kaplinger, her husband? Yes, and still to today we are best friends. I'm sorry to hear that. (laughs) And then, so you were best friends with Adam Kaplinger. That's how you met Bethany? Yes. Okay. So So she brings me to the gym, says, let's get you a job, and... (laughs) Drags you right in. I know. So I started working there in March of 2013. And loved every second of it. Yeah. yeah. So that's seven years ago. Yeah. So if you look at it side by side, so uh, 2013, blah, 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 blah. I'm trying to think of what the gym was like in 2013 versus today. It's tough. Especially for as many leaps and bounds and things that you guys have changed. Yeah. Um, compare, explain what the gym was like in 2013 Com- to those who would only look at it in the 2020 version. So, how many members, staffing, you guys still had the children's room at that point, mm-hmm. tanning beds, masseuse. Yeah. I'm doing a pretty good job for uh, somebody who couldn't remember this. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was still the same colors as it is now, or that was before they that painted? That was before, before they painted. Yeah. Yeah. Um... So the gym was a little different in 2013. Um, we have a lot of the same members as we did then. Um, and not not only 2013, uh, My Time Fitness has been a part of the community for several years. And so a lot of those members have been there since day one. Yeah. And um, 
the colors were different, the people may have been different, um, but the heart of the gym is still the same. It's still, you still have your core members who are so supportive and... Um, Do you, so this is probably like a very big question. Do you know how many original customers you have? How many members do I have? The original, like the ones that were from day from one. From day one. That would be an interesting that statistic be, to know. That would be. Uh, I would tell you it's probably in the couple hundreds. Really? I, and I will also tell you, though, since March happened and we opened back up, uh, it's just the, the age gap is there. Obviously, the younger is the older. Um, We've lost a lot of people, not yeah. because of COVID, everybody, yeah. just because it's just uh, just being you know safe with everything and understandable. Yeah. Uh, but they're not gone. They just froze their memberships, and once everything's ready to go, they're going to be right back. So I'm blessed to have them. They are loyal, yeah. uh, and they do help us out in the community, so absolutely. What have they thought of your, your changes you've made so far? Everybody has oohed and awed over everything we do. They thank us. They ask if they can help us. Um, I ha honestly have not heard one bad remark about everything that we've done to the gym. Good. Mm -hmm. Everybody loves a big open concept. The gym seems yes. a lot bigger than it's ever seemed. I feel like you're using the space well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, I can tell you, I think we maxed out our space. Yeah. Um, we definitely declined in the uh, the child care we had. It was first the child care, so we actually removed that and made a smaller child care for there and stuff. Um, but what we've done is we've maximized everything to where we have more of an open floor plan onto it. Um, I'm constantly buying brand new equipment coming yeah. in there, and it's just more or less I'm buying the equipment is that uh, demographic changes a little bit too. Uh, we bring a little bit more of a modern, should I say, um, lifestyle for younger guys to come in, middle-aged, uh, you know, we're trying to put those gaps in there is that, you know, where we were missing and to where with what they had. Yeah. Um, and we're definitely succeeding on that. Um, so we're definitely always in the market to buy equipment, um, asking input from our, um, our members for it. Yeah. And I can tell you most of the equipment that we have purchased have been uh, something my members have actually brought up to us. So um, I definitely would say that, you know, since we have been doing that, we've grown the business quite a bit. Yeah, listen to those who who are sending you guys the, the money each month mm -hmm. and they want to make sure that they're leaving their mark. Absolutely. Well, it's nice to have somebody listen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Which sure. half the people that are your members probably just want somebody to listen and take their advice. And yeah. yeah. Obviously, that shows. So, you guys are here 2013. You get a job at the gym. You guys bought the gym one year ago uh, in February, right? Well, so, it'll be February, two years in this coming Yeah. Year. So, February 2018, 2019. 2019. 20, yeah, 2019, you bought the gym. You obviously had worked there for six years at that right. point. So you had seen all sorts of things. So the, the next step of ownership, was that within your thought process? Um, how early had you thought of maybe buying the gym? Do you want to be 100 percent wowed? Honest. I would like to be wowed. <laughs> yes. Before we even knew the gym was for sale, Yeah. Stephen told me we're going to own that gym. I am wowed. Yeah. What I, year was that? I'd probably say about 2015. 14 or 15, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's early. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, mean, start, I started getting back into working out because I was an athlete in high school and then in college. And I got back into working out. And it's, you know, it's something that to me is like, you know, everybody, you know, how do you take care of your stress? How do you have your downtime? That was two hours. And it's obviously now I'm getting older and it's hard now to own yeah. a business and work out. It was two hours of my time. Uh, and that's why we kept the name My Time Fitness. It's just that's my time. 
Yeah. That's my decompression, and I think a lot of people out there can relate to where I'm at. But that's where my happy place was. That's where Amanda's happy place was, and my kids, even the same time, we had childcare there. That was their happy place. So, yeah, yeah. to me, it was always, you know, the kids were always expecting when we got home uh, from work, it's like, hey, when we go to the gym. So they always planned on spending at least an hour and a half to two hours at the gym, uh-huh. uh, which was great because if they enjoyed it there, that's just more more time I can have at the gym. So, uh, but at that point, um, I would probably say early, late 2017, early 2018, there was some conversation conversation about it. Yeah. So we heard it out. We talked about it, and I could just tell you at that point of the time, I was just uh, maybe it's not the right thing. Yeah. We spent a couple years thinking, talking, praying, just fighting with ourselves, fighting with God, fighting, you know, just like what is the right answer. Um, And so, yeah, I think it was from, it was probably a full year that we had the conversation back and forth. Well, I think the previous owners, I think it was hard for them uh, to let go. That's something that they built and they did a fantastic job of it. Uh, Like anybody starting a company and a business from scratch, you're going to have your ups and downs. Yeah. Um, I can definitely see that just from working for different companies and stuff. You have your ups and downs on it, and uh, I think that towards the end of that time, they, they got tired, they're getting older, their kids are growing up, they have grandchildren. Uh, I think they were just wore out from it. And yeah. I could understand that. Um, so they were just battling back and forth, and uh, we kind of just looked and said, you know what, let's just wait and see what they want to do. Let's just back away from it. And from that point, we thought that they were just going to keep it open because everything was going to work out. Uh, so at that point, when that was happening, she became the manager of the place. Yeah. Which was great. I was like, oh, that's awesome. You can make changes, do what you need to do. And she did great with it. Um, and then that came right back up again is that they were like, hey, I think we're ready to move forward. Are you guys ready to move forward? So it was about a six-month process. And again, things, you know, buying a company is a big difference from starting your own company. Yeah. So there's leaps, all this other stuff that you have to go through. And I think it was around Christmas was when it was around that time. So it was stressful mm-hmm. because we were trying to do the gym, but also at the same time trying to enjoy the holidays with the kids because that's a magical time for them. And that's what we wanted to do. And I think we were kind of getting overwhelmed with it. And mm-hmm. Things kept popping up and uh, we were supposed to do it in January. And we actually just said, it, it stopped. Yeah. So all the things. About and, a week before we were supposed to close, we. We stopped. And uh both parties we both did it wasn't just us it was both parties we just kind of just ended it and uh at that time it was a christmas was really stressful at that time uh i was really down because i knew it was something that i had to figure out Mm -hmm. we prayed about it um i I can remember to the day we went to church uh, the sunday before christmas and uh, it just spoke to me and i looked at her that next day and i said uh let's just do it so we called, and uh, next thing you know, the 1st of February, we were owners of it, and uh, I wouldn't take anything back from it. Ever since then, it's been a, a, a blessing, yeah. should I say. Um, Throughout that time, there were so many um, thoughts going through your mind, like what you're, what you're afraid of, what could happen, what could go wrong. And then it was almost like um, once we decided to go for it, there's there was no more fear. It was like, this yeah. is what it's going to be. And I mean, I think just truly talking, like he spoke it into existence for so long and now we're just continuing to. Well, then that answers the one question I had was, 
What was it like to convince your spouse? It sounds like you did all the convincing yourself. <laughs> it took him a few years. But <laughs> so I, I really, I, I said it a few years to the, let me put it this way. So when I met my wife, my wife was probably the nicest girl I've ever met. And I'm like, this girl, why is she coming after me? That just never happens. Yeah. Uh, so being what I do is the customer, uh, customer service field. So I'm in service field. It's customer service. I would put any dollar, all my money that I have, the whole business on it, that nobody can do customer service better than a mandolin. Mm-hmm. It fit her. So when something fits her, that's what her calling is. Yeah. So to convince was more of less is that when it comes down to it, I'm a, I like to control things, but I'd had to convince myself to step back and let her take care of everything. And it's been a year and a half. The only thing I do is buy equipment, work out on a very expensive gym membership. Yeah. <laughs> the way I you see it. the most expensive one. But I've you know what? You can't beat happiness. And that's kind of how I see it. So when it comes down to being a boss or anything like that, I'm not the boss. Yeah. Uh, I don't sign the paychecks. That's all Amanda. So my time fitness is really, um, has our brains in it, but she's the one that controls everything. Yeah. So she runs everything. She's what makes this thing run. Uh, any kind of marketing that we do, anything that we have on it, she just runs it by me. And it's always, I usually, I'd say 98% of the time, I'm just, you're on it. Yeah, That's absolutely. It. What a big difference. I mean, so honestly, I thought coming into this, and that you know, that's the point of this conversation, is I thought I would have to, you convinced him to do this. Oh, no. He may, he may, <laughs> <laughs> and to speak it into existence is something in, within itself. And I remember the purchase, and one of the things that I had was what was the biggest process or biggest hurdle in the purchase, and truly it was, you can call it fear or yeah, just whatever it was. Yeah, just for sure. Well, <clears throat> I guess it's just like anything. You don't go buy a house that you can't afford. You don't go and buy cars Jeez, that you can't afford. Like yeah. Shoes. yeah. You know, you just don't live outside your means. It's the same thing as actually, it's not the same thing, but you're buying a company. You don't want to buy a company that's, you can't pay for it. Yeah. Um, and it's nothing like that. We kind of jumped in here knowing that this is a small town of Pendleton, but let me put it this way is I grew up in Pendleton. Pendleton's loyal. Yeah. Um, and I give back as much as I possibly can. Uh, like I said, the one of our biggest organizations that we do give back and we always follow is the Outfitters. Uh, 100%, we will be a part of it. The town gives us, gives us, we give it back. And that's what we want. We're not in here to make a lot of money. We're here to make the town stay one. Yeah. Uh, and that's a, you know, the main thing about it. Uh, so. And gyms are so communal to begin with, speaking of community, right? I, yeah, mean, I mean, you know everybody's name. It's it's not cheers, but there's no alcohol involved. <laughs> there's no alcohol involved, but there's a lot of conversation. We got smoothies and protein We do have smoothies. Yeah, there's, there's a bar. There is a bar. You can take some pre-workout in there. You get a little excited, but it's nothing crazy that you can't pass it. You know, you can drive on it. Let's yeah. It that way. So then speaking of community, um, March hits. You guys had just owned the gym for one full year. Been a great first year. Mm-hmm. Um, worst case scenario, the state government shut down your gym, shut down your business. No income. Maybe you got some PPP money coming. Talk about, one, the community being there, and two, what you felt the minute you heard the news. So mm-hmm. we'll start with the minute you heard the news. So. <laughs> Big size. Let me, t- let me put it this way. So 
It was our penalty spring break. Oh my gosh, I forgot about that. We were. So we were actually on a fishing charter. <laughs> uh, all the guys were, and uh, we were coming back in from the fishing charter, and my phone goes off. And my heart's not. So instead of... We knew it was coming. I mean, yeah. we saw it coming. We just didn't think it was going to hit that it quick. Because we left on vacation, and they were saying, you know, we're good to go and everything like that. But we kind of had it in the back of our head, you know, yeah, let's just be cautious. Uh, but we, we left, I mean, me and Amanda, the owners, and we left our uh, manager, in, manager charge. in charge of it. And it, it's kind of a shocker, you know, we're trying to enjoy a nice vacation, and then, hey, we need to close up. Well, I'm a worry wart. So, which means that we were there for four days on our vacation. We still had uh, five more days to go. Uh, we left that day. As soon as I got off that charter, we were uh, packing up. And that next morning, we left around four in the morning and got back that night. And it was a ghost town here. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, um, I guess I go back to our following is how, you know, you prepare to buy a company. And is it, it's not like buying, you know, you just don't go out of your means to do it. Um, we, we set a goal and we... Uh, we had an agreement our first year. Uh, we're not spending money that we don't have, and we didn't. We never do. I'm yeah, we never do. Personal life, we're just because so we just always worry about repairs and actually putting back into the company itself. Yeah. But at the same time, is that we're sitting here looking back and we're like, all right, maybe it's going to last a month. We're good. Okay, that's cool. Repair employees. That's how we do it. We got in the second month. We're like, okay, we got this one. We're good. We were more worried about the third month, uh, just because I mean we could have done it, but it's more like how are we going to start back up. Um, we don't like not having a cushion. Yeah. So yeah. the cushion's great, um, but at the same time, is that we, you know, with owning a company, you don't want to have to keep just pouring and pouring and pouring. You never know how long it's going to last. It's like, yeah. hey, when did we have to stop and just put a break on it? Mm -hmm. um, I will tell you one thing is that, <laughs> talking about community, that's kind of where we were at with it. I would probably say about 60% of our members reached out to us when we stopped the billing process and they still sent us their monthly payment. Uh, and without you guys, I'm telling you, um, we probably wouldn't be sitting here having this conversation. Absolutely. They, I mean, and it wasn't convenient for them because we had to stop our automatic billing, which is the only way the members pay. So they had to go out of their way to write checks, send money. I mean, in the most, I mean, just outrageous times of probably our lives, they were going above and beyond for us. That makes the difference, right? It, it, it really makes the difference. And you looked at, you guys were so lucky and so smart to even be in the position to where you guys had the cushion. You saw restaurants close the first week. Yeah. Yeah. And you go, you as a business owner and as people in this business community, you go, geez, Louise. Yeah. COVID didn't kill them. They were dying before they got there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Obviously in that specific scenario, but... There's a lot of people that didn't make it out or didn't make it to the other side. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Whether you're a gym, whether you're a restaurant, whether you're, you know, something that was very much impacted like you guys were. Yeah. So very thankful for the people of Pendleton, Indiana, um, all of your members, all the amazing people. <laughs> what a crazy whirlwind that's been. Absolutely. Um, you guys opened back up on what date full time? Um, it was Are you guys 100% capacity? Yes. Yeah. May 28th May 22nd. It was a Saturday, wasn't it? I think it was May 22nd. Yeah, May 22nd. I think. So then that's, we're looking at four months later almost. Um, world has gone mostly back to normal. Pardon me, Sorry. Stephen. 
This is a professional environment. Can you believe that? It's on vibrate. It's work phone, man. It's so on vibrate. Oh, no. That work phone. Alright guys, thank you for coming. We'll have to try again tomorrow. Um, no, I'm just kidding. But what was my thought process, guys? Where was I? I'm so thrown off. Four months, Four months into in. it. Four months into it. We're kind of things seem to be going back to normal. Mm-hmm. Election year going into cold and flu season to begin with. Um, are you guys kind of preparing the hatches just in case? What are we thinking going into the rest of the year? Uh, I mean, it's it's a tough question to ask because it's all speculation. Yeah, we have nobody knows what's going on. Yep. Um, and it's just it's it's hard. You know, it's hard, but a lot of people are a lot smarter today too. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. I don't know if they're smarter or maybe they're just tired of it. Yeah, tired of dealing with it. But I feel like we've done a lot to um, make our members feel comfortable. Yeah. Um. And even some things that we've done that we've put in place, I don't know that I'll change back. I mean, it almost seems like um, second nature to ask your members to wash their hands before they... I mean, you're at a gym, there's going to be some germs, so why not try and wash your hands before you go get on the equipment to begin with, you know? So we are asking our members to do that and um, just being extra precautious, making sure people are wiping off their machines before and after they work out and wash their hands frequently throughout their workout because you're constantly touching yourself and mm-hmm. touching something else. So, um, honestly, I think that, you know, obviously COVID sucks, but a lot of... <laughs> COVID sucks. It does. I mean, it no, really it has sucked yeah. for a lot of us. Yeah, you know? very much so. Um, but... Some good things have come of it too, you know, like hygiene. <laughs> yeah. yeah, imagine that of all yeah. the things for us to finally pick back up. Yep. Right. Um, There's a lot I of really new ways, especially marketing. I mean, like yeah. your marketing's been rockstar marketing lately. T shirts, I like the t shirts. How can people order t shirts if they're halfway through this episode? Um, they can come to My Time Fitness and purchase one. <laughs> as well as they can start their own membership while they're there. Yeah, so they're two for one. <laughs> yeah. Um, so with purchasing a business, you purchase existing clientele. Yes. Um, how have you guys dealt with customer expectations from when you purchased the business? Obviously, you guys have made a lot of enhancements to the space. Um, have there been any critiques or anything like that to which like people you know what I mean uh, you can't make everybody happy yeah. uh, you're going to be critiqued on everything you do but I'm a people pleaser yeah she is <laughs> it's a good problem to have yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to tell you there, it, it, there's a big difference I'm, I think I'm good at customer service been doing it a long time but I'm, I'm no match to what she is uh, so I let her handle that I just handle if anything's like broken or stuff in there I'll handle it myself but you're uh, in any business that you do you're not going to make anybody happy. Yeah. Uh, and I just want everybody that's looking and doing that. You're never going to be satisfying somebody 100% every time. But I can tell you, um, we have a lot of, like I said, me and Amanda are around a lot. So we actually interact with all of our members itself. It's not like you're going to one of the corporate gyms that you're going with and you just see a manager that's rehired. They hire different managers all the time and they're constantly having turnover rate for people working and stuff. It's just, we're there. Mm-hmm. Uh, the place runs itself. Our employees are awesome. Yeah. Uh, they, I think most of our employees are in high school mm-hmm. working, and they love their job. Um, a lot of them, it was their first job. First and job, They've yeah. been there just a few years anyway. And, the, you know, and they, and, the, and they give us a call whenever something comes up, and 
nine times out of ten, I can tell you the members actually call us because they know us. <laughs> yeah. And if something happens, and we address it really quick. If it's something that we can't address that quick, we just make sure it gets handled. Yeah. So. I think that's probably the biggest thing, especially you having the background of being there for seven years made a huge difference from the change of ownership because I think a lot of people were happy for you. They saw you for the yeah. seven years working back there, and you, mm -hmm. you literally are the American dream of, you know, I got a job. Yeah. I had a goal in 2014, and then, you know, four years later as a family, we made the decision to mm -hmm. yep. buy a business. That's right. And business is That's doing right. good. Mm -hmm. So that being said, you guys are co-owners. Um, that means that you own it together. I know that you say you're pretty hands-off, yeah. um, but what is it like working with your spouse? I think a lot of people are pretty terrified by that idea, at least I would be. No offense, Casey. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just cover my own before you guys go. <laughs> Say that again, sorry. <laughs> what's it like working together? Yeah, what's it like working together? Uh, the, the, we, the mesh. Can I tell you, we do butt heads, don't get me wrong. Yeah, uh, we, we I do. expect and, it. And everybody's gonna butt heads, and we're married too. I mean, so we butt heads at home, and we'll butt heads sometimes at work, but it's fine. We still turn around and give each other a hug and kiss and say love each other. Yeah. It's fine. Um, I just, I think anyway, you just have to just kind of back off and just let it go. Yeah. And that's just kind of the way it is. You can't let anything get between a business and, your, and a marriage itself. So sometimes it's just better just to let it, just let it happen. I, I enjoy it. I personally do. Um, it's something that, you know, it's like if I owned it and Amanda didn't, you know, work there, um, I'd have to have a manager and it's more of a trust issue. Now I know that it's taken care of. Yeah. It's trust. Because uh, I know that uh, she's like me is that when I set out and I have a goal to do something, I don't fail. I succeed in it, and if I don't succeed, I give it. Yeah, just stand back up and do it again. I, guarantee, I guarantee it. And she has the same goal of that. And so we kind of set our goals every two to th four years. Uh, so we just do a two, see where we're at, uh, make sure we hit our goal, something that's achievable. And we're on our two year right now. Even with having the pandemic, we've achieved what we need to achieve. Now we're going actually moving our other goals up higher. Uh, did the pandemic push our other goals back just a tad bit? Absolutely. But the way I see things right now. Uh, I still see that with that goal being that and uh, as like I told her before we already had these goals planned she's like well you're always putting things ahead of the time I said I, I picture things big picture, in big advance, picture. obviously and, uh, yeah. <laughs> he, I mean just when he talked about buying the gym before we even knew it was for sale you know he just can see it happen so when he says these things that we're gonna do I'm like I know we are because <laughs> speaking into existence he does. you said it, enough times and I can tell you it, and it's it it's easy to speak speak it if you know you have the right people in the place, right? And that's how I, I see it, is having the right people in the place, and it takes care of itself. Um, so whatever we get to, I can sit there and say I, I have the goals to it. She's the one that gets us to, and achieves those goals. So. so let's talk about goal setting. I don't think there's enough couples that sit down, not even about the business, but there's not enough yeah. couples that sit down and do goal planning together, whether it's personal life, family yeah. goal planning, or anything like that. So walk me through kind of how you guys sit down and go, here's a two-year goal, here's a four-year goal, here's yeah. a, in 10 years, we're gonna be on the Bahama, you know yeah. what I mean, like what, how so, can you even think that far ahead when you're still raising kids, trying to figure it out, your own boss, pandemic hits, well, how do you still look at those the thing goals? is that, you know, we also, with the job I have right now, I don't, I don't do a lot, but it's a lot more of internal, of, you know, running a company itself. I don't wanna work until, you know, I'm, 65, 70 years old, I just don't. I don't mm -hmm. believe in that. So I'm trying to set myself up at the same time. And then when we looked at purchasing the gym, I was thinking about my children. 
if I succeed and this gets to where I know that my goals are going to be at, my kids are going to be fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you know, if they just choose not to go to college, you know, a lot of kids are, you know, today I don't know what my if my daughter wants to go to college, I don't know. My son, if he wants to go do trades, I'm 100 percent down. I'm going to do whatever they want to do. Mm-hmm. But if none of that works out, I know that they've been raised in the gym and they've seen me do the gym and seen where I set goals and see where we're at from when we started to where now we're finished, Mm -hmm. then I know I can hand that to them and there you go. Mm -hmm. That's my goal. I want to be able to have my kids have what I have and came from, so. Perpetuation. When we sit down and we talk about what we'd like to see in our personal lives and business-wise, probably, I don't know, maybe monthly, every couple months, we talk about, you know, we're always dreaming. I mean, yeah. last month we moved into a new house, and Stephen said, next time we move, it's going to be our vacation house in Florida. I'm like, okay. <laughs> so yeah, it's it's, yeah. it's crazy like that, that but it's just too. your goals. It's kind of where you want to be at, is that, you know, we set, like, a certain tenure. Our first house that we bought, we were like, this is where we're going to be in here forever. And we kind of, you know... We're doing good, we're doing good. I was like, you know what, I think I want a house with a pool since we came from Florida. All right, so randomly one day I'm at work and you know, I was in the back of my mind. She sends me a text, she says, I love this house, I'm gonna go look at it. Mm-hmm. Okay, you know, I'm thinking, whatever, she's out of her mind. No, she went ahead and put an offer in before I even knew it. So, <laughs> we ended up in that house. Yeah. Beautiful house, we redid it. Grateful we had, you know, money that we can do the things that we wanted to do. Uh, and then at that time we bought the house, a year later is when we bought the company. So I'm over here stressing. I'm like, oh my gosh, all the money's going away. I don't know what's happening. Yeah. Uh, but it all worked out, and we're doing just fine. Um, I moved my job, and now I have a wonderful job now, and I love it. Um, I have more time with the kids. I, you can't beat that. And then, you know, we're sitting here in two years, and I think we're going to move for a long time. And we look, look, within a day, a buddy calls and says, hey, my house is, I'm going to put my house in the market. You guys interested? We went and looked at it. We closed in a month. <laughs> That's how it works, but yeah. I'm in. I'm comfortable now. So we're always, yeah, we're always in always the market in adve- to make <laughs> adventures and always to make some money. I mean, and I can tell you right now, Pendleton's a, a great uh, real market. estate market, mm-hmm. uh, and we oh, we just jump on the deals and we see, hey, you know what, it's going to be perfect for us. But at the same time, is that you know, at the end of the day, make sure it's within our means. Absolutely, in our means and stuff. <laughs> and every time that we do, uh, you know, uh, Heather and Jeff Upton have always helped us out really well. And that's been great. They always just talked us through it. You know, this is a good buy. This is just what we do. Uh, keep that kind of tight knit in there, and that's how we do it. That's pretty amazing. So, Stephen, I would imagine that you believe in the power of speaking things into existence. Would yeah. you agree with that? I think so. Yeah. <laughs> so, when it comes to your goals um, that you guys sit down and do together, do you write them down? Do you put them on a vision board, or you like do it? I've made you got to. She does. I'm not. I already have my goals in my he brain. He can visualize it, but I need to see it and look at it. And Do you feel obligated to tell people your goals? Huh? Do you feel obligated to tell people your goals? Because, like, accountability is an interesting thing to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So whenever I think of something and I'm alone in my car, I immediately call one of three people and I say what I was thinking because either I'm going to be held accountable to that thought yeah. or somebody else knows I had that thought so I can't renege on my thought. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I find the power of one positive thought Two, projecting those thoughts to others, and three, accountability is one of the most important things in the world, especially with goals. Yeah. So, I mean, the great thing is, is that I, doing the HVAC in the H, HVAC industry, I was in the sales. So, when you're doing the sales part, that's where your main dollars are. It's where you make good money. Um, I saw myself each year 
growing and growing and growing and growing and growing. And now I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm doing HVAC work and I'm making good money. That's fine. Now I'm in the position now is that, you know, from what I've learned is that I've put goals every time I'm making this and this, you know, it's like I tell Amanda, I was like, hey, you know, I had a really good month in sales right here. I said, this is substantial. Let's put this money back, please. This is what I made extra. Let's just put it back. All right, that's what we do. But that's the stuff that we, the goals to do is that I have that money to be able to invest it somewhere else. Yeah. Uh, because, I mean, you could put it in the stocks. You obviously you see right now the stocks are just up and down, up and down. You just never know where it's going to go. So I still, we still do the stocks, um, you know, 401k plan and stuff. But the good thing about it is it's always have that little extra cash for things like this to happen. Uh, and we had that. And now it's, I invested into it. So like now doing, sorry, going back now, now that I'm a manager and I'm managing guys that are doing the sales now and I see, you know, if they ask questions, how do you, how did you get all this? How did you get all that? I can tell you right now, I've only spent money that I've got. Yeah. And I look at it and they think I'm weird. And I was like, legit, tell me like what you spend monthly on things. And I know what you make on sales and stuff. I know what you do. Let well, me yeah, help he you. helps them. Let me help you. He sits there and he goes through their bills and... Yeah. And it's nothing like that. It's just don't live out of your means. I mean, yeah, you like to go out and have fun, you know, on the weekends, you know, go out to dinner. I can tell you right now, we love Thursday nights. Usually our... Stole it from you. Yeah. Stole your Thursday <laughs> night from you. No, uh, no, we're going. We're oh, we're still going. But that's her margarita, and that's, my, and that's my beer night, and, yeah. and that's what we do. And uh, we'll never change that. That's just something we've never done. Mm -hmm. But, you know, there's some things in life that you just, all right, well, I don't need to do that. Okay, that's cool. I don't need to do that. I don't need to spend this kind of money. I don't need to have a $800 car payment just to drive my truck on the weekends because I give you a service vehicle to drive during the week. Is it worth it to have that? No, it's not. All right, so if I can do anything to help out to where I can get you to that point to where you can invest in something else that you like to do. There's people out there that like to buy older cars and redo them and resell them. <clears throat> do what you love, and if it's, gonna, if it's something that you love to do and you can make money off of it, do it. Sounds like the gym. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty go. much. <clears throat> but it doesn't need me there to work it because I got hurt. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, then that's perfect. So then what's the most rewarding part of being your own boss now that you guys have been your own bosses? Since I'm not the boss. So. <laughs> hey, so Amanda, so what's the best part of being your own boss? Being available to my kids and my family at all yeah. times. Yeah. That being is able to number one. Family comes first. Yes. Family driven, you got two kids. Two kids, I get to take them to school every day. I'm the one who wakes them up, makes their breakfast, packs their lunch, takes them to school, and... Runs business by day. Well, there you go. Pick yeah. them up, and then I'm off work, and then we run around and go do sports and dinner and... Run a business by night. There you go. <laughs> That's right. So when do you sleep? Oh, I sleep. Oh, I sleep. You get plenty of sleep? <laughs> oh, yeah. So then here's the question. Here's the big question. You guys, um, young people in our community, more and more people are getting into what I would say um, their own gig. They're finding that you know that W-2 job isn't what everybody cracked it up to be, that university is not what it was cracked up to be. What do you say to the person that, you know, you guys thought about this for years, you guys said no, you guys jumped back, you said, I'm not in, wake up one day, go to church, say, you know, this is our, our thing. What do you say to the person who's young and wants to be a business owner or wants to start a company, wants to buy something, but they, they don't know where to start, and they're scared? What do you say to them? I would say wherever they're going to start, they need to research. Yes. Um, they help me here. <laughs> well, I, I mean, mean yeah. definitely. you got to do your due diligence. It's important. Uh, so when you're... Uh, 
starting your business, if you're opening up something fresh with no clientele, no money coming in, no revenue, you got to make sure that you have a plan, a yeah. more of a plan. Mm-hmm. Um, when you're buying a company that has revenue coming in, that's where you got to do your due diligence. Is that is my investment returning? Is it my getting my return on my investment? Find a good accountant. Good accountant. Yeah. <laughs> Performance group. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, and then I, I will. I'm gonna be honest, man. And it, it, it's it's something. Surround yourself. First thing is if going to college. I I can tell you I did one year in college. I, it was not for not for Stephen Landrum. <laughs> Um, I was around trades my whole life, and it was for Stephen Landrum. Mm-hmm. But I can tell you this much is that I did surround myself with negative people. Uh, and then as soon as I got away from negative and surrounded myself with people that were successful and positive, and they boast and they teach me things on there and they critique me on things like that, that's when I excelled. And I can tell you if you put yourself around positive people, enthusiastic people and people that are behind you every step of the way um, I can tell you take that leap and do everything that you have to do to make a dream that you want done to come true that should be on a t-shirt yeah. oh, I already got it yeah TM. <laughs> TM. <laughs> <laughs> all right so Steven's going to uh, he's, he's gonna trademark that one but yeah that, that leap of faith is so important mm-hmm. you guys are so very lucky our community is lucky to have you um, I'm excited to see what the future brings for you guys. Me too. Um, whatever that's going to be once we get through all the stuff we're going through now and yep. then the expansions that My Time Fitness makes. So I appreciate you guys coming in, sitting down with me, taking Thank up you your bare time. Um, nope. And one more thing before that. If you listen to this podcast, come to My Time Fitness. It's no enrollment fees, no startup fees. Come on in and get you signed up. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm going to put that at the front similar to what I did last time. That way that it's the first thing you hear. You can't, you can't get away from it. Thank you guys. I appreciate it. I appreciate it.